Welcome to the Weaving Magic Podcast, where we discuss the different ways to weave magic throughout your daily life. We are your hosts, Alyssa Lilly and Tara Webb, and we are thrilled to guide you in this magical journey of exploration and ritual. Welcome, magic weavers, as we begin this journey into getting to know us a little bit better and the source and idea of where this podcast came from. I want to dive into a Patreon shout out. We had our lovely Ashley join our beautiful community, the Weaving Magic community. The link will be in the show notes if you're interested in joining us on the journey. Um, We're so grateful to have you here with us. And I want to also just say, Ashley, thank you for popping in on this journey and we love to see your growth and are excited for you to grow with us. And that's what this community is all about. Yes. Um, just excited to get to know each of you that that join us. So we think the one of the best ways to start this would be, where did this podcast idea even come from? And I think we both had separate ideas for podcasts. Yep. Um, but we're overwhelmed by the idea yeah. of managing a podcast. I mean, I think I had this desire to talk. (laughs) Imagine that. Um, Use your voice. Yes. Yes. And I think it was sometime last year. And I think I mentioned it to Alyssa, even though she was probably thinking her own stuff. And, you know, after we met, which we'll go in a bit about that a little bit later in this episode, I think we just felt so comfortable with each other that we just kind of kept throwing our ideas and our collaborations together, just right? Building off of each right other. Right from the start. Yeah. And this podcast, because we're now in 21, which I still have to like take a moment to think what year it is. Mm-hmm. I have a difficult time remembering that. I think it was right after my book came out around that time, I think. Was your book out yet when we met? I don't think your no, book No, no, no. I'm talking about... April or this year when we mentioned oh, beginning the podcast. Yes. Uh, and that's when we had started discussing, hey, what does that look like? And then I said, hey, I want to launch a podcast beginning of January, you know, beginning of next year. That's like my goal to really get there. And she was like, ooh, I like that. Can I tag along? Take me with you. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that jumping in too much? I was like, no. And it, it's been really beautiful because – one, we build, build and feed, but build off each other. Mm-hmm. If, if she doesn't have the energy for something I typically do. And or, vice versa. Yeah, and vice versa. Or, or the creative energy for it. Or our different strengths, I yes. feel, help a lot too. And I would say, you know, get yourself a partner like that. <laughs> because this is a massive project. I mean, wow. she jumped into creating the community and figuring out the, the where our podcast comes out and all that kind of stuff and taught me. And then I do the reverse of other things. And it, it's just nice because, yes, I could do it alone. And I think we talk about this um, on our um, second bonus teaser. If we didn't, then we'll definitely be talking about it later. About how just because you can do everything doesn't mean you have to. Yep. Um, it's nice to be able to say, you know what? I kind of, uh, didn't post as much this week. And she's like, cool, I did. Or maybe she didn't either. And it's just really nice. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's nice to have this open communication and 
foundation of trust with someone Mm -hmm. that I feel like you don't typically, typically get when you go out and get a job, right? Because this is our job. This is part of our businesses that we're melding together and creating this medicine. It is work, but it's work that we enjoy. And that fires us up as, as we're filming this episode, I was a little drained coming into it. And now I'm getting fired up as we, as we speak. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful creation. Mm -hmm. And I would say the name came from I mean, we knew we wanted to talk about magic and it just being everywhere because I originally was thinking like, oh, I want to talk about publishing yourself and magic within that. But as I started working with Alyssa, that's kind of what we're both of us just um, meet mm-hmm. is on magic. And then we just basically put words before that. I'm like, <laughs> how does that sound? And, and weaving magic just kind of seems to to fit because it's not finding magic because mm-hmm. it's already there mm-hmm. it's not um inputting magic in the sense of like creating it like making it from something i do believe in creation in that sense but it, it's it's thriving and pushing it through your life if, mm-hmm. if that I'm, I'm making like the sign of a snake as i say this and yeah, it just kind of makes you think of a snake weaving through the grass. Yeah, because this, this podcast isn't about how to be a witch or how to how to do. I mean, we talk about it, yes, but it's more of in our businesses, in our lives, as a mom, as a wife, as a parent, as a child. How how are we weaving magic, and how are we cultivating beautiful relationships and living? our best lives. Yes. Right. How do we achieve our highest self? And you know, we haven't done that yet. We work and strive for that every day. Mm -hmm. And I think this kind of goes into the next kind of area that we want to talk about is, you know, what propelled us into our spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. For me, uh, as a child, I grew up in a very Christian household and my dad is a retired minister now, but I mean, he was a minister as I was growing up and we moved around a lot and I had a lot of desire. And this is me saying this now, looking back on my childhood, you know, I don't know what awareness I had, you know, in the moment, but I am able to look back at it now and see that a lot of you know, what I was doing in my childhood, like maybe most kids, is that I wanted to please my parents. I really just wanted to be connected to them. And I am. I have wonderful parents. But I started, you know, I was a Christian and I felt like as I was getting into high school and college that I just didn't fit. And I think maybe a lot of us feel that way sometimes. I just could not figure out how to connect to God And I mean, I was doing the best that I could and it still didn't feel enough. And that went on for quite a while. Um, Around the time that my husband deployed, like fast forward, maybe (laughs) seven or eight years, I was trying to figure out more of who I was. And we moved from Georgia to Texas and I had my first miscarriage and I had three boys before that miscarriage and that miscarriage, there were other things that kind of started this thought process of, I don't feel like I fit in with the quote unquote normal spiritual community, if you want to say that way. And that miscarriage just kind of made me think 
there's more. And I, I read a few books. I read um, Be Here Now by Ram Das, and I think that's how you say his name. And just some things that he said really sparked my interest. And after that miscarriage, my husband deployed again. And he wasn't able to be there for me, which I'll go more into in another episode. He did his best, but like with the military and, and that kind of stuff, but he deployed. And so I decided to, as he was deployed with my three boys right after a miscarriage, to figure out who I was and what I wanted and how to commit to myself. And that was by joining a, a fabulous community where I met a bunch of amazing spiritual sisters who are some of my closest friends. And that's where I met Alyssa. And I'm going to pause there so she can kind of catch up, but we can then get into meeting each other. So what propelled you into your spiritual journey? So for me as a child, I was always talking to trees and very imaginative very much a storyteller and I loved plants and I loved pretending I had magical powers like I could shoot ice out of my hands so you know <laughs> things that you do when you're a kid and I always looked at as strange and peculiar and um not I, I don't feel like my my childlike mind of asking questions was as accepted um, I come from uh, many foster homes and families. We'll get into more of in depth of my childhood later, but there's a lot of deep religious trauma in there. I'll say it that way. And this is this is not um, hate or anger at Christians or Christianity. This was just my experience with. The Christian community, when I was a part of it as a child, is when I would ask questions that were hard questions, I just wasn't accepted. And so between the religious trauma and the other trauma I experienced as a child, I kind of put religion in this box because I was also abused by some people who were looked up to in the religious community, in the Christian community. And so I put religion in this box and I said, I'm never touching it again. I don't want anything to do with it. it. has a lot of painful memories, and that included spirituality. I want nothing to do with any of it. Um, and then I met my beautiful husband, and we started cultivating such a beautiful life, and I started to feel safe. And, you know, as you do when you get married, we talk about having kids, and we wanted to go on that journey. And I found out that um, because I had polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is PCOS, that I couldn't have kids. And I was at risk for cancer and all these scary things. Uh, but we went through fertility treatments and we tried anyways and continued to get the same outcome. You're never going to have kids. And I was devastated. So since we can't have kids, I'm going to work on me. What do I want for my life? I started asking these questions and that box kind of opened up and I started healing my womb space and working on my health. And then surprise, I got pregnant and we were so excited. And then we had a miscarriage and we were devastated. And again, told that we were never going to have kids. I was infertile and 
I'm getting emotional talking about it. Um, we said we're not going to try anymore. We're just going to live our lives. And again, diving into what do I want with my life? What am I doing? Because I didn't really care for my job. I felt like I was on in the matrix on repeat over and over and over. Same thing every day. And I, you know, I love my husband. We have a beautiful relationship, but I wanted more and I didn't know what that meant. And as I'm navigating this, surprise, I get pregnant again, which was another scary experience because I just had a miscarriage, right? And I was told I couldn't have kids. So I'm worried that I'm going to destroy this infant before it even begins. And he's here. His name is Lincoln and he's amazing. And when I had him, I remember holding him in my arms for the first time and thinking, I have a lot of healing to do because I want to be, not only do I want to be the best version of myself, but I want to be the best version of me for him. Right. Um, and love him more than I was loved as a child. And it kind of propelled me onto my spiritual journey as well as, um, into my career and my purpose as a holistic health and life coach. So, and that's when I joined this beautiful community and met Tara. Yes, that's, I think it's interesting. And I, I don't actually know if I know this, knew this. I feel like I did, but it, it, it sounds kind of like we both had a miscarriage and looked at the world in a different way. I mean, we're already looking at it in mm-hmm. a different way before We started that. doing womb work, which we'll get into in a mm-hmm. later episode. But we started doing that, that womb work, the knowledge mm-hmm. from our womb. And something fell off, not just within our womb and ourselves, but around us, I would say. And I briefly want to talk about um, our connection and how we met. And I think another episode later on about past lives, because... Alyssa and I have that together and it's beautiful. And I just, I don't want to go into all of that right now because it's a lot and it's just fabulous. Um, But we both kind of met on this community and I don't know, I guess just started messaging on Instagram maybe. And I think we both felt awkward, but connected to each other. Yeah. It was, it was a weird, like, I feel like I know you, but we don't, but I'm going to talk to I've, you like we do. I've never met you. And I, I even both said that, like, I, I'm going to be really like open and like honest with you and comfortable, but I don't feel like I have anything to justify that mm-hmm. because we both knew or felt like we had to justify it. And you don't, you, you really don't. If you feel that connection to somebody, you should trust yourself. I mean, look at little kids. They just walk up to each other like, Hey, we're best friends now. Yes, exactly that. And we did our first summer solstice like ritual together. It was beautiful. And that's crazy to think that it was, and you look know, look at all we manifested. <laughs> it was like a year and a half ago, if that, like a year. Uh, and then we got into this group that I created called Become the Looking Glass. And she was an amazing part of it, among with other amazing women. And it just, I don't know, it just kept going from there. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, we created. I feel uh, like we started holding each other accountable we for did. our businesses. That's true. We did. Our ideas were just building off of each other. And it was a beautiful space for us to be like, oh, I didn't do this, but that's okay. Or, oh, I want to do this and I'm scared and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it propelled individually that then connected because we felt so safe with each other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the amount of content that we created for um, what Alyssa would have, you know, ignite your inner flame. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful still is beautiful <laughs> and side note you get some of that if you join our um we weaving yes community. 
And I think it was right after we did that. uh, Well, I had a miscarriage again. Mm -hmm. And that was as weird as it sounds was kind of a a cathartic miscarriage because I was able to process all of the traumas from my other, my first one. Mm -hmm. And then we both got pregnant and she got pregnant right before me. And you know, being told I couldn't be pregnant. Ha ha ha. Right. Again. (laughs) And her and I went through some shadow work. And we went through our entire pregnancy together. We did. Our our children are two weeks apart. Mm -hmm. And they're precious together. But I mean, it, it's just, it speaks truth to when you feel a connection to somebody, you don't have to have met them. You don't have to have known them your entire life or to really know them at all, to trust that connection. Because if we hadn't, we would have had to justify doing anything together. We would have had to justify coming on this trip to be with each other because, oh, I don't really know her. I don't really know this. Why is that a big deal? How do I know I can trust her? Da, 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 and just go through that all. And instead, we trusted each other in the universe. Mm-hmm. And it has been beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we've birthed so much. Mm-hmm. Just the ideas that just keep coming. And, you know, we were, while we each have our own businesses and purposes, they are so intertwined. Mm-hmm. And it's, Amazing. And I'll say that uh, Alyssa is my twin flame. And in that, at least from what I've read and my own personal understanding and explanation of it. And how we feel about it. Yes. Right? I, I, I feel think like there's a lot of negative connotations. There with is. It. You know, they say, you know, twin flame and people get married and then they destroy push, each other. Yeah, they yeah. push each other so much that they, they can't be together. And that could totally be true. I think even for friendships, that could be true. Mm-hmm. But as we were kind of figuring out who we were to each other and like, what is this deep connection that we have? I'm talking, we could text each other and we'd be going through almost the exact same thing or same feelings. Or even like saying the same thing as we're texting it. Mm-hmm. And or This knowing, whole trip has been like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, we need to do this. I was just about to say that. Yep. I think that it was confirmed, even though we knew whenever she made a statement about a a past life of hers that she kind of had a feeling about that then swung me into that past life with her. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like I said, that's going to be later because that's, there's a lot there. That's that's a lot to dive into. And it just, I started looking into like, what is this connection and twin flame to us? I would say is someone, they say it's a piece of your soul. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think maybe yes, in a sense, because of how deep we are connected, but we're also, you know, obviously in different bodies and different experiences. And we are connected through time and space and life. I mean, continually coming back into each other's mm-hmm. lives in different forms. Which is beautiful why we are meeting in person because we never got the chance to in our past lives. We just missed each other. Yeah, we always missed each other. And I think that's why we made such a purpose to be with each other. But that to say that twin flame is meant to push you and it can be good or bad, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. is meant to push you. And that's what we've done is we've pushed and loved and supported and accepted no matter what. There are things that I disagree about her life. And there are things I'm sure she disagrees about my life in like a loving way. Disagree is a strong word. It is. That's true. Um, doesn't do the same. Maybe you'd be yeah, a better way. We do live very different lives. We do. Um, different you, beliefs, different political views. Yeah. Um, but they don't seem to matter. No. <laughs> and I, I do like how she said disagree is a strong word because I feel like when people disagree nowadays, it's like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. Not. It does. It's not that at all. No, it's not. It's We just do things differently. And I think that's beautiful because 
as I mentioned in our last episode that she taught me, you know, eating for your body versus your heart. And I wouldn't have had that. That's because she does that differently than me. And it is fabulous. Mm. There's a lot of us in there. If I don't say so myself. (laughs) Pat myself on the back for that one. (laughs) So if we could go change something about our past, what would it be? You want to take that one? Mm. If I could change something about my past, what would it be? Oh, I, I know this is going to be what Tara answers, but I don't know that I would change anything. I have a very, um, for lack of a better term, horrific past. I've been through a lot, but each part of my journey has led me exactly to where I am now and to finding my purpose. And I used to hate when people told me that when I was on my journey, right? You went through it and there's a meaning to it all. You know, it sucks when you're in it and you're dealing with trauma and you're moving through that. But once you start healing and moving through it, you know, it really did bring me to magic and to where I am and the beautiful relationship that I have with the divine. Do I wish it could be, could have been different? Maybe. Yeah. But then I have no idea who I would be today. And that I think scares me more. Mm, Yeah. I get kind of shaky at that thought, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I would entirely agree that I, I didn't used to be that way. I used to, because I have people in my life who look back on their past and say, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd done that. And that was me until I met my husband. And there was something he said, I don't remember when it was, but relatively early in our relationship, he said, I don't ever want to look back on my past and regret anything. And that just hit me. It it hit me really hard because I was, you know, like, why, you know, you want to change things. He's like, no, it brought me to where I am today. And if I change any of that, I'm not who I am today. I mean, because you never know, as we've seen in like time travel movies, you never know how one small thing changes. Oh, the butterfly effect. <laughs> yes. Like you, you never really know. And I mean, there's- I a, might not even have met you. We would have missed each other again. Yes, exactly. Or my husband or my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the reasons like I wanted to go back and change was because I wasn't happy with who I was because I wasn't happy back then. Mm-hmm. And- I think having to understand that it's okay that I didn't like how I was, but I still have to love that person, love who I was because she did her best. Mm -hmm. I mean, that younger version of me in high school and college who uh, was kind of a know-it-all, but also not, and also insecure, but also just like did this and that and was fake happy. That was what I knew. I didn't know any other way. And so I look back at maybe how I treated people. And while I wasn't a mean person, I didn't treat them with hatred or anything like that. It still wasn't the way I would want to show up today, but that's okay. But look at the cycles you broke from mm-hmm. that, from that learning in your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I have grown so much because I've had to look at that sweet, naive little girl and be like, I love you. I accept those mistakes. I accept that piece of you still in me. Because I still make mistakes. I'm still not quote unquote perfect, even though I would like to say perfect is imperfect. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And looking at who he would be today, it, it does kind of get a little bit of a of chills. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be the same people. We wouldn't. <laughs> that brings me to our next question. If you could go back to that little girl, whether it's the youngest version of you, the college version of you, the high school version of you, if you could go back and talk to her, what would you say? You don't have to try so hard is the first thing that comes to my mind. 
you know, because I feel like I did try hard. Everything I did was um, cloaked in trying hard because I wanted to be the perfect daughter for many reasons. I wanted to excel and felt like my worth was based on my performance, on the type of daughter I should be, on not getting in trouble, on the grades, on being spiritually connected, on just all of it. And I think that speaks to both the, you know, five-year-old little girl that I see, to the 10-year-old and to the high school and college that you don't have to try hard because I also, a little bit about me in the sense of with friendships is I always tried really hard mm-hmm. and I felt like it was not always reciprocated. I feel that so deeply. And I didn't understand my worth in that way, that I would just keep trying hard because I almost was like, here, be my friend, be my friend. Look, 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 look. I'm, I'm this good. I'm this amazing. Mm-hmm. I, you want me for your friend. And I would just get shit on. Mm-hmm. And not not the entire time, no, because I, I do have some beautiful friendships. I have a best friend that I've known since high school that um, while we may not agree on everything, once again, we are there for each other and it is beautiful. But uh, besides those, you know, tiny few throughout, I just accepted people's thoughts and who I, of who I was and what my worth was worth, mm-hmm. if that's mm-hmm. <laughs> a way to say it. And now I'm comfortable knowing that I'm a fucking awesome friend. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know it, then I'm truly sorry for you mm-hmm. because that's me not being conceited, right? Because we're taught that if we lift ourselves up, if we're confident in ourselves. Yes, we're no. arrogant, we're conceited, we're selfish. And those are not true. You know what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And, and saying so is not being that. So that's a little bit of love for you that... If you feel something that you are really good at or, you know, have a belief about yourself that you just know is true, but maybe people don't see it or don't believe it, ignore them. They do not speak your truth. Just because someone sees who you are or their perception of you, right? Because we can't change people's perception of us, Mm -hmm. um, doesn't actually mean who you are. Their version of you in their head is not who you are to yourself. And that is very valuable and important. Now I'm going to ask Alyssa, (laughs) if you had to go back to your younger self, what would you say? I would go back and I would tell her that your existence is beautiful and valid Mm. and that your voice matters. And I think that's a message I still continue to tell myself today because, you know, I, I, (laughs) I use the word trauma a lot. I'm very trauma focused because I've healed and gone through a lot of trauma and, Going back to that little girl, I being gaslit, like it didn't happen and things weren't real. Like, no, your existence is valid. Your experience is valid. Just because someone has it worst, that's their experience. That's not my experience. And how I perceive things and how I choose to speak up and how I choose to exist is okay and is enough. Mm, I love that. Is enough. You are enough. You're experiences are enough your past is enough that is just beautiful Mm. and so we want to ask you out of all of those things that we talked through if you could go back to your younger self what would you say to them or how might you love them 
you know, in what way would you love them? Mm. Yeah, tell us on our community or on our Instagram. We'd love to hear from you and just celebrate your growth and healing. Thank you for tuning in, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode.